Alright, alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. You guys know who I am, but more importantly, if you are on YouTube, you already know who I got outside studio today. My brother from another mother. That's it. Yeah, Mr. Christian Edwards. Welcome, bro. Thanks, man. man. So good to have you in Minnesota. It's good to be here. It's been a while. Yes. It's been a while. I mean, I uh, I regretfully didn't make it up anytime during a cold months, which, you right. know. Yes. No, not so big a deal. Yes. But it is beautiful out here. It's a gorgeous Minnesota summer. Again, if you're on YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, we got the nice lake in the background. Uh, we purposely started this uh, with about 45 minutes until sunset uh, because we're like, when's the last time we've done a podcast in 45 minutes? We usually go a little <laughs> long. So we, we put the, the, the clock on us. So right. we've got to get this. Otherwise, we'll be talking in the dark. Which, right. I don't know. Maybe we could do that, too. Probably. <laughs> but welcome, you guys listening to this. Um, you know that uh, Christian has been has been slammed busy with some other projects and things like that. It's mm-hmm. been um, it's been a season, and but he has been faithfully leading uh, the Wednesday morning Bible study. Mm-hmm. Specifically, you've been going through um, the book of Philippians. Yep. Which, by the way, if, if you guys aren't aren't even aware that every Wednesday morning at 7.30 Central Standard Time, we hop on for prayer, specifically prayer for 30 minutes. And then at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, we actually uh, go into the Word of God, the yeah. living, breathing Word of God. And um, it's been it's been amazing to see the, those faithful uh, just soldiers, generals that just come on hungry for the Word of God. And it's that's free. It is available to anybody and everybody. So... Uh, if you guys want to know more about that, I'm just going to say, uh, check out joinkingscouncil.com. Or heck, yeah. you can all, you guys always know you can text uh, the word KING to 727-472-3860. And we'll keep you, uh, uh, you know, up to speed on all the announcements. We have incredible new things coming out the gates here for the King's Council. July is going to be a busy, busy mm-hmm. month for us and some exciting things that we're going to be announcing in August. But that all being said, we've been going through the book of Philippians and anytime we're in the same room, man, it's just like we can't help but just start to talk about the the things of God yeah. and, you know, what he's been doing in our lives and um, specifically ch- chapter three right. in the book of Philippians. We were just rapping and we we're like, you know what, let's just hop on and hit record and mm-hmm. let's talk through this because it's just kind of fun. Yeah. So welcome to the show, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny when uh, somebody asks what my hobbies might be. I'm like, oh, you know studying the Bible, teaching the Bible, right. talking about Jesus. And it's true, but we really, that's for the most part, what we talk about when we get together, mm-hmm. yes. uh, when our wives are together, Lucy will be flying in here in a couple of days. And that's what we talk about. Cause what's more relevant than the word yes. of God. Yes. And I don't care that it was written, um, you know, over the course of, uh, uh you know, those hundreds of years and, uh, how old it is compared to 2023 but every time i sit in the word of god i'm like oh my goodness like this is relevant today yes it doesn't matter if i'm genesis or revelation or anywhere in between it's relevant today and especially um this book of philippians that we've been in and you know how i like to you know go through verse by verse expository teaching of the word that's uh, uh my passion and I mean, we're we're only in chapter three, and we've been in Philippians for about six weeks already. <laughs> so we're we're taking our time. But as I go through, um, 
you know, there's just so many nuggets in every passage. And this, this epistle here by, by Paul, you know, he's in Rome, he's in prison, he's uh, surely in face, facing impending uh, death, uh, which, you know, we, we, we do know from history, it's not in the Bible, that he does wind up getting out. Um, after this, he, he's loose for a little bit, then he gets arrested again, and that's when he gets killed for his faith. But here he is. He, he doesn't know that at the time. He's in Rome. He, he made the appeal to, to see Caesar. And, um, yeah, he's in prison writing this. Right. And it's a book about joy. Yeah, it's so good, man. How he, he could just rejoice in any circumstance. Right, which is just mind-boggling. I yeah. think sometimes we can even just approach the Bible. When I first started to read this, I was 16 and I'm like, this is just like, like this is, this. It, it was yet to be real to me. And this is again, how you said, like you can read it multiple different times and get different nuggets out of it. And this mm-hmm. is how I just know it to be the living, breathing word of God, because God knows exactly what we need to hear, when we need to hear it. But if we're not in this thing, mm-hmm. so many people are like, oh, I'm just, I'm trying to hear God. I'm trying to, trying to, you know, I'm, I'm, just speak to me, God, if you want me to do something. And, mm-hmm. and just like, are you actually getting into this word? Because all the answers, there's not a self-help book out there. There's not anything else that, that's going to provide you the wisdom and the guidance yeah. that this thing that this thing can't right it's just like it's it it is everything and it should be what you rely on just as much as oxygen Mm -hmm. like if you're not spending time in this thing so bro dude break down this verse for us if you will a couple couple verses sure and let's rap about it sure so philippians chapter three starting at verse uh we're gonna start at verse 13 and we're gonna read two just three verses here And it reads, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. So he's saying already, one thing of all people, he just goes through this, this list here, this checklist that he has. And not too many people walking the face of the earth at that time could check off these boxes for what they've done in the name of religion. Right. He's done the works. He's done the works. And, and then now he, this is 30 years post uh, meeting Jesus getting knocked to the ground, knocked on his tail when he encountered Jesus, right? So 30 years of ministry work, probably the most effective ministry work that any man's put together on in in the history of Christianity. And he's saying, um, he's saying not, I do not count myself to have apprehended. He's like, I'm not saying that, you know, I I haven't, I haven't made it yet. I haven't done it. I'm a nobody still. That, that's remarkable to me. And he's saying, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That right there. And, and then, you know, therefore let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. So, I mean, you 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 dove into this. I mean, it's probably months back, maybe even last year. Years. Yeah. Uh, King's Council call, uh, the the group coaching call that that we had done, and I I think you spent a couple of weeks in this, and we're just going over your notes when we're talking about because this is the passage we're going to be teaching this coming Wednesday. Mm. And then 
you pulled out your notes, and I was like, "Good Lord, this is you! You literally wrote a book on this passage here." Yeah, yeah, man, it's it's so fun to, and I just want to even encourage, like, if you guys are spending time and even meditating on the Word of God, which we highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joshua one eight tells us that one eight or one nine. I don't know. I always get it mixed up. One nine. One nine. Okay. Yeah. One nine. Uh, which is how to be prosperous and successful. Do not let this book, the law, depart from your lips. Like speak it, right? Yeah. Meditate on it day and night. Yeah. Uh, then you will be prosperous and successful. So anyways, not the point of this, but um, if we're meditating on it and we're taking notes. So what I was getting at that was like, I would encourage you guys to journal about these things. Um, and thankfully, I know I've said this before, like selfishly, part of the reason I love doing this podcast is it makes me dive deep yeah. and it makes me get into this and, and noodle it and think through this and, and even just putting yourself in Paul's shoes where it's mm-hmm. like, man, alive, if anybody had the ability to boast or if anybody would, could like say, yeah, I've, I've arrived. Sure. I've, I've, you know, I've done everything that I've could. I've sold mm-hmm. my life out for Jesus. Yep. It'd be that dude. Right. Yeah. It is one eight, by the way. Joshua one eight. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for the correction there, Joshua one eight. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. You, you, you have asked me that multiple times, and maybe you started to convince me that it's uh, one nine rather than one eight. But I, I, I don't want anybody uh, writing in or emailing or right. saying, "Hey, yes. you guys are false uh, teachers." Yes. So, yeah, just <laughs> right. had to. Oh man. Fact check you there. Thank you. I appreciate it. I that. should know, though, right? <laughs> I should know. Yes. I, I look to you for those answers. Right, so right. I appreciate it, man. But back to like this this verse, uh, when I was uh, looking back on these notes of, of what I had taken and we were coaching on, because within the King's Council, we, we coach a lot on, you know, we're a business coaching group, right? So a lot of us come together and it's like, yeah, we, we're supposed to, the world tells us, like, we're supposed to have goals. We're supposed to have um you know, things that we're striving for. Mm. Uh, but everything that we want to do and coach on, like we want to make sure like, is that actually even biblical? Does it, is that something that we should do? Mm. Should we have a, uh, a, a healthy dissatisfaction of, of life? Mm. Right. And, and I think that there was one thing that I struggled with, um, leading up to three years ago, just like my, how my life has radically changed. It was like, I was so discontent with my life and and i thought that was maybe a good thing but but it was just it, it was rooted in this feeling of unfulfillment um and and i can read through this verse as as like a, a totally not sold out jesus freak like i am now but i could read through it and be like yeah i'm supposed to mm-hmm. you know i could i can strive for this i can do this but coming back to like why why would i want to as a business owner why would paul want to and it, i think it came back to just like the reason we're doing anything and as, as we'll even break this down of like that, that higher, higher calling, that upward calling that we are to have mm-hmm. as believers, as like, as again, as I'm just assuming Jesus is Lord of your life, mm-hmm. because for many years I was only looking to him as savior and it wasn't really until, okay, he is Lord of my life. And now what does that actually look like? Can I still have this feeling of, of while I feel completely content in my life because I know who I am because of whose I am, mm-hmm. um, I still have this healthy, what I believe, and I think Paul it kind of breaks this down, that there mm-hmm. is this healthy dissatisfaction that we all, I believe, should have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we don't, I think it's something that we should maybe check ourselves 
Like if we're, if we're living this life as a, as a believer, um, again, this doesn't have to be just in business, but if we're living this life as like, okay, Jesus is Lord. And if you look in your, your circle, right? Look in your, your, your family life, look in just anything that you've got going on. And if you're like, yeah, things are good. Mm-hmm. I think it's time to even get back to this passage passage and be like, yeah. I press on towards this goal. Like if we've, if we're thinking that even maybe you're retired listening to this and you're like, yeah, I've, I've done a good job. No, no, no. Like Paul would, would urge you to mm-hmm. press on towards this yeah. goal, right? Yeah. Or if you're young and you're, you're like thinking you have this total plan for your life. Um, but, it, but it, it, maybe it has to do with Jesus. Maybe it doesn't, but it's like, Paul's going to urge you to press on towards mm-hmm. this goal for the upward calling, um, in Christ Jesus. I could break it down more, man, but like, what do you, th- what do you feel about having that, that healthy dissatisfaction Yeah, and, and how that can kind of be the, the desire, the hunger of that should we be dangling that in front of us? Right. Or it's like, yeah, yeah. I think it is healthy first of all, and it does have to be a healthy dissatisfaction. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, being content at the same time. Uh, you know, we're content in who we are, content in our relationship with the Lord, content as far as um, being able to rejoice in all circumstances, no yeah. matter the circumstance, as Paul, the, this whole letter, that's the theme of this letter here. Um, but to be dissatisfied, if you're not dissatisfied, how do you get better at anything? Mm. You know, um, you know, we like to work out. We like to be healthy. So if I'm not dissatisfied uh, and, and not in like in some weird body dysmorphia way, but right. if I look in the mirror and don't like what I see, if I'm dissatisfied, then that's going to motivate me to lose some weight. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'm a couple years older than you, but a couple. I, I, I'm, try, try like five guys. <laughs> okay. a few. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's at the point where. Uh, yeah, you still want to look good, but you want to feel good mostly, yeah. you know, when, yeah. once you cross 40, I'm 42 now, uh, you want to feel good. You still want to look good, but you want to feel good. Mm-hmm. So now if I'm dissatisfied by waking up in the morning and it takes me uh, an extra minute to kind of get the the flood going and the blood flowing and the, the, the joints loose, then guess what? I'm going to, I'm going to make it a habit to get to the gym, make sure I stretch, make sure I, I do what I have to do on the regular. So I, I'm, I'm not dissatisfied with the way I feel. Yeah. And when we look at it with our Christian walk, I was sharing with you earlier, every time I'm reading the Bible and particularly when I'm um, prepping for Bible study, I'm dissatisfied in one way or another. And what it is, is I get convicted by the Holy Spirit about where I'm at in some aspect of my life mm-hmm. with the Lord. And what we tend to do, you know, we run this race, we say yes to the Lord, then we're running this race and we tend to, what, and we do it just in life period, right? We compare ourselves to others, but right. we compare ourselves to the ones that are usually the, the in the back of the pack. Right. And we're like, hey, I'm doing all right. Yeah. I'm doing all right. Hey. At least I, I'm not that. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know, at least uh, um, I, I'm going to church every Sunday. You know, at least I'm, I'm, I, I may not be tired than 10%, but I know I'm giving more than that guy (laughs) over there, a a higher percentage than that guy over there. But I mean, that, that's just natural human tendency to, to want to elevate ourselves. But then when I'm, I'm reading scripture and I see the way God is calling us to, to conduct ourselves, to, to seek him, to strive after him, to really walk out our purpose and our calling to be the, the, the salt and light of the earth. 
I'm like, oh my goodness. It makes me want to either get on my knees, get in the Bible, or or go call somebody to encourage them and, and right. bring them to the Lord. Right. Yeah, man, that's that's so good. And even as you're just even talking, using the example of like looking in the mirror uh, and you don't like what you see, uh, maybe it's not even that. Maybe it's not like even a vanity thing. It's you're like, yeah, I look, I'm fine with that. If, if you are actually fine with that, um, but one of the things that really rocks me, it's like, this is the, this body that I've been given is like supposedly the indwelling of the Holy spirit lives inside of me. Mm-hmm. And if that isn't motivation enough to like yeah. take care of that thing, yeah. put the Oreos down, put the freaking Coke down mm-hmm. and take care of your health mm-hmm. right now. Of course, have it every now and then. Just don't have it six nights a week, <laughs> right? Right. 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 And, I mean, like, I just feel like that that should be a, a motivating factor in itself of, of having that dissatisfaction mm-hmm. again, not not in a vanity way where you want to look good, but but also, yeah, it is a confidence booster, mm-hmm. right? I know plenty of people um, that just feel better because they they look good and yep. they, they're feeling that way, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so I think we could go down a, a whole rabbit hole with that but mm-hmm. when we come back to this these couple verses here it talks about the prize right and uh, well ultimately the press right to press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward calling of god in christ jesus i think i probably used like the niv of notes on that i'm not sure if that's exactly what yours says but um mm-hmm. how i broke this down was there's a press right there's the press that mm-hmm. i'm going to press on which can be hard. I think this is where a lot of us actually like, I don't, I'm not going to press on because the the upward calling isn't exciting for me, right? Even if it's just goal setting in your business, this is where we talk about, you know, your vision has to be so strong to give any sort of pain purpose in Mm. your life, right? Paul had such a vision because his focus was not, he knew that it was for the upward calling of Christ, right? right? And, and so practically we want to again look at the bible like how do we practically put this into to walk this thing out now if we understand if we if we boil that down of like yes this is why i'm doing this as a as a business owner or this is why i'm doing this as a a follower of jesus christ right while while paul was still making tents to pay the bills and do what he needed to do he also was just on mission and he was pressing on towards the goal mm-hmm. knowing knowing what the upward calling was but then it's interesting that, that his focus was was not i think it goes on and says that his focus was on the mark right for the goal yep set before him not even on the upward calling but it was on the the the, the small marks mm-hmm. those little things that that he could actually focus on and I think in, in an everyday life, like these are the daily disciplines that we put in place, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's it, yes, it can be overwhelming. As we were talking about earlier, it's like, man, there's so much to do. Mm-hmm. It can be overwhelming where it's like, why do we even start? Why do we, how do we even begin? Yeah. But it's setting those small marks in place, focusing on those daily disciplines, those habits that ultimately when they stack on top of each other, you wake up and it's like, that's that that's the upward calling that's the zoe life yeah that we that paul is striving for yeah i love it if i hit that mark every morning every day it it may be something small too you know just back to working out in the gym yeah you know it when you don't spend time working out when you start 
it sucks. <laughs> it's <laughs> yes, terrible. It you feel weak. You yes, feel you feel unhealthy. You just feel terrible. You don't feel like uh, like a man. You feel you just feel awful. But if you don't start, and literally it could be if you can't do three push-ups, then start right now by doing one. And do one tomorrow. Do one the next day. And then at some point, you'll be able to do two. And then do two, two, two. Then do three. Yeah. And then your, your ultimate goal, if your ultimate goal is to be able to do a 1,000 push-ups in a day. Hey, guys, if you're digging this content and you'd like to be a part of our community of kingdom entrepreneurs, then text the word KING to 727-472-3860. We host virtual and in-person get-togethers with the focus of building community to advance the kingdom through wealth creation and financial stewardship. So if you're looking for this type of tribe and the resources to do so, then step into your true calling by texting the word KING to 727-472-3860. It starts by hitting your mark daily. Right. And if you give yourself, hey, by, in six months, I'm going to do 1,000 push-ups. Well, don't think of doing those 1,000 push-ups because you'll get discouraged and quit <laughs> before you start. Right. But if I say, okay, uh, I'm gonna, my goal for the day is to do three. My goal for next week it will be, you know, I'm going to do 10 uh, a day by next week. And, and you set these goals. And if you focus on that, that mark, like you said, in bowling, yeah. it, you know, you don't even have to look at the pins. You look at the mark. Yeah. You don't look at that ultimate destination. I mean, those bowlers, those guys, I mean, you see these guys now. They just seem so stellar, easy. Stellar athletes. They, they, they throw the, <laughs> they throw it with two hands now. It's like. What? Yeah. Did you see these guys? No. They, yeah. They just grab it with two hands and they're like. They just like shove it down the lane, and, it, and then they do a good job. Yeah, I mean, this isn't like yeah, I mean, they're on TV. I didn't Google this. Uh, yeah, these ESPN, guys are <laughs> ESPN twelve. Oh goodness! Right for, for those that don't know, I grew up in a bowling alley. You did, yes. So you'd think I should I should know these things, right? Um, but that is, I'm I'm gonna actually ask. My brother is like a big time bowler right now, so yeah. Uh, that's, that's I think hilarious. the one guy's name is Jason Belmonte. I think that's one of the guys. Literally just heaves it down with two hands. <laughs> uh, all right. If, if anybody knows, hit us in the DMs on this. I gotta know. Are bowlers actually using two hands? Because that's interesting. But yeah. Regardless of how many hands they're using, they're focusing. <laughs> <laughs> they're focusing on the mark right if they were if they were staring down at the pin it they're they know that there's a there's a, a correct path that they actually have to hit so there's i don't know three feet in front of them six feet in front of them right there's these little arrows that i remember when my dad was teaching me he was like you aim for this third one in uh stand over here and i, I just focused on that mark and boom hit the head pin every single time i'm sure <laughs> yeah i'm sure <laughs> And were you uh, bowling with one hand or two? Uh, that was one, but I had the bumpers just oh. in case. Did like, you have the spin? Did you? I, I dude, I never did that. I never did that. Oh, you grew that up was, in a bowling alley. You didn't yeah, practice the I mean, spin on the ball. I'm, I'm from South Dakota. Got to give me a little bit of a break. What does that mean? You're, you're, you were slow. You didn't know how to spin yes. the ball. What does that mean? <laughs> yes. I mean, it was an old school. There were six lanes in this bowling alley, so it wasn't like we had avid people coming in all the time okay. but but uh they uh, 
there probably weren't many sober people either, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. There, so there were people, things were spinning, but it was usually like <laughs> the, the, the ceiling. To, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Oh man, what were we talking about? Yeah, right, Philippians. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so he- here's what what I've got. I took took some handwritten notes here of like, okay, there's a healthy dissatisfaction mm. that Paul had. Yes. Right. While he was so content, he had to have been content with with who he was in Christ. Yeah. Right. That urged him on. So he's like, I am dissatisfied. We need to preach the gospel. Right. Mm. People need to know this. As you said, 30 years after he got to actually like be amongst these other disciples and, and now you'd think things would be like fizzling out mm-hmm. right 30 years right bro that's how old i am 37 yeah why i'm not 42 like christian is, yeah but, yeah um well well, well think about this i i faced this i was probably five or six years into my walk with the lord and i was putting a lot of ministry hours in and i was feeling just burnt out mm-hmm and I literally was, was contemplating just quitting ministry and, you know, I, yeah. to look forward to, you know what, on weekends, I'm not going to do fish fries on Saturdays and, and, and events, feed the homes. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to hang out. I'm yeah. going to mow my lawn. I'm going to crack a beer. Yeah. I'm going to relax, enjoy the weekend like, like the most people do on weekends. Yeah. And literally, uh, the, the thought of that even for too long in my head, I was like, what in the world? Like. Yeah, it, that's not relaxing to me. That doesn't, be, or maybe not that, it doesn't give me peace because that's yeah. not what God's will was for me. Mm-hmm. So Paul, of anybody who deserved a little vacation, dude, was d- this dude, dude. deserved a beer. Yeah, he deserved, <laughs> he deserved a cocktail, right? right? And I, I, I speak kind of like, like I, I don't even drink, but right. I, I, at the time, I was like, I don't want beer, I, I don't even drink, but I was like, I want to have a crack of beer mm-hmm. and mow my lawn and just like water the grass, stuff it's, like that. It's like the American dream, right? Right. You want, yeah. To have yeah. no no real responsibilities, to just yeah. be able to put your feet up and relax. Yeah. Well, man, doesn't the enemy want all the children of God to have that right. same mentality? Yeah. Yeah, just kick back. Just, you take the day off because you think the enemy and all the powers of darkness, they're ever going to take a day off? Right. No. Right. No. And us as believers, once we get saved, once we have the spirit of God living in us, it's not so we could just be like, all right, today the day God's going to call me home and, uh, you know, just going to be in the presence of him uh, singing holy, holy, holy for all of eternity. Uh, We could look forward to that. But no, there's work for us to do while we're here. Now I'm going to go out and and get the next person. I'm going to share the gospel. I'm going to teach the word of God. I'm going to put my hands to the plow. I'm going to feed the homeless, volunteer, serve in any which way that I can. And even in in serving any which way that I can, it's funny because here he, he uses these words. He said, but one thing I do. So here I am saying I'll do all all these things. But the one thing that that Paul does is he is he's preaching the gospel. He's evangelizing. He's planting churches. So he's serving the Lord in that regard. And I think it's important for us to in, you know, to focus on what is that one thing that that God's calling us to do? And 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 it's in alignment with that hitting that mark every single day. What is it when you wake up tomorrow morning? Or do you feel like, um, you know, your prayer time is lacking, your devotional time, you feel distant from the Lord? 
well, literally get up and make that one thing for you. I'm going to sit with the Lord. And if you want to, um, you know, set benchmarks for yourself tomorrow morning and for the next seven days, just wake up and express gratitude to, to the Lord. Say, thank you, Jesus, for waking me up this morning. Start with that, yeah. literally that, yeah. and let that be your focus and kind of re-spark that relationship with him. And then, and then what's that one thing? What's he calling you to do day by day? And granted, season by season, there, there may be different things that he has uh, for each person. But I know ultimately he, he's called me to, um, to teach the word of God. And he, but he specifically called me in uh, like one-on-one settings and relational settings. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so much, you know, teaching in a big audience or something like that, but kind of like those one-on-one counseling sessions, uh, that sort of thing, to really meet people where they are. Yeah. And I'm, I love it, you know? Yep. And I love it because I know that's what he's called me to do. And yeah. when you're walking in God's will, um, you're going to find contentment and satisfaction, right? Yes. You, you won't be satisfied with that. Right. So the, the quickest way to be dissatisfied is to be walking outside of God's will. Yeah, That's, that is for sure, man. That's good. That, that one thing. Um, and we were talking about this, just multiple other references to the one thing. When, when one thing is mentioned, the rich young ruler, the one thing you lack Martha and Mary, uh, there was the one thing. Yeah, that she found the the worship. I don't know what that thing was that just flew, flew by, by our head. <laughs> yeah, uh. it's our state bird here, bro. We got mosquitoes <laughs> the size of. <laughs> um, yeah, Martha. The the one thing she found it. Uh, you know, as Martha served, uh, Mary worshipped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good, man. So good. So once you have that, all right, back to this, there's dissatisfaction. There's a concentra- like a concentrated effort of like, okay, I'm dissatisfied. What is that one thing? And this is where even if you're a new believer, this can be completely overwhelming, <laughs> right? Because right. it's like you got to even just look opening this Bible can be like, dear mm. God, like how do I even understand this? How do I comprehend this? Um, but it is, as you just mentioned, like just start. Yeah. Just start and yeah. do it one day and the next day, just have that, have that goal, that mark be, I'm going to do it today. The next yeah. day that mark should be, I'm going to do it today. Mm-hmm. Knowing that the prize is for the upward calling, but you're focusing on the mark, that yeah. concentrated effort, not, not taking on this whole thing at once, but having that actual focus. Yeah. I like how beat up your Bible is, by the way. That's because I just throw it around and <laughs> I think it was Charles Spurgeon that said, um, Show me a Bible that's worn out, and I'll show you a man that isn't. Mm, that's good. Yeah. That is good. Hmm. Yeah, this is, I bought this when I was like, man, probably, because I liked it. It was like leather. I had like a hard one when I first became a believer, and I'm like, that's not cool. Yeah. I wanted like the cool looking one. Yeah. And so, yeah, I carry it around quite a bit. Fits in a bag, it's nice. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, some of the study Bibles I have. Lucy. Right. Uh, Lucy, <laughs> you know, she's stuck in New Jersey right now, yeah. and she was supposed to come back down to Dallas and, and before we came up here together because our daughter had a baby in New Jersey. Long story short, I picked up two bags that got sent to Dallas, but her flight got canceled. Yeah. And I'm going through, she has me going through the suitcases, and she's got these two gigantic study Bibles in there. She's like, babe, make sure you pack those to bring to Minnesota. I'm like, do you have a, another Bible on you? She's like, yeah, I got one. I'm like, 
The two study Bibles, and every time we travel, she goes over the weight limit. It's because she studies with these gigantic study Bibles. That's hilarious. Does yeah. she have, does she need, like, glasses or? No, she, <laughs> that's not they the like problem. 34 font? <laughs> no, no, it's just, they're good they're, study yeah, Bibles. they're good heavy, heavy fonts. We, you know, there's this thing called the internet and the telephone that. Oh, no. Just not the same, is it? No. Yeah, no. Even, even for myself, I take my Bible everywhere. Yeah, you got it all highlighted up. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, and I I can't I can't stand the couple times I've like been so to another city and I didn't you know I didn't even realize we're going to church and I show up I don't have my Bible I can't stand right. looking at my phone like, right yeah yeah because then you're just playing Candy Crush the whole time no 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 <laughs> <laughs> but the, there are distractions yeah and there's nothing just sitting with the Word of God in my so opinion true. if you don't have a Bible a, a real Bible mm-hmm. in hand. Get yourself a Bible. Absolutely get one. It is. There's so dis- so many distractions. That's even back to the one thing, that concentrated effort, mm-hmm. right? So real quick, we're, we're going long as we knew we would, man. Yeah. Um, but next, I, I wrote that, that Paul had a clear direction um, of where he was heading, the, you know, the reason why he was doing it. But interesting, if you look at the words, uh, that how the words actually kind of are changed. And they go from, it goes from like, one thing I, like he, he's using these I references, mm-hmm. and then in a few verses, now he's talking about we, and yeah, us. us, yep. And and it's like, what, why is that, you know, grammarly, my English teacher probably would be like, well, that's not correct, right? You, yep. used it, you, you changed the, the tense, right? Is that what it is? Tense. Tense, yeah. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of uh, this dream I was having. And Is this serious? <laughs> don't, don't ruin my punchline, bro. I, I was having these dreams. There was, you know, one night it was I was dreaming of, of a tent, then, uh, or excuse me, a teepee. The next night it was a wigwam. The next night it was a teepee. The next night it was a wigwam. I went to my, my therapist, and he said, oh, yeah, you're two tents. <laughs> Come on, you gotta laugh. I guess, I'm sorry. I know you too well. That I knew you were setting something up there. Oh, I'm sorry. To, you can't uh, ruin my punchlines like that. Yeah, sorry uh, was, for the spoiler alert to all you <laughs> listeners out there. We're gonna edit this, um, so it's just gonna be but, way better. Did you say a wigwam? <laughs> yes. What's a wigwam? It's like a teepee, but but it's a, I don't know. Maybe it's more of the native version of it. Have you, Wigwam, Google it. Have you been familiar with this word since a child? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's South Dakota, bro. I don't know if I've ever heard of a wigwam. Oh, yeah, we got wigwams all over the place out there. Oh my gosh, I'm at least. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't really have them all over the place, but you never heard of a wigwam? No. Mm. I'm from New Jersey. I don't think we have any wigwams in New Jersey. That's true. You got alleys and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> You remembered for a second this is a Christian yes. program. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our editors are going to love it. We that. haven't hung out in a while. We're just kind of <laughs> letting loose here. Um, but back to the we and the us. Yes. Right? The, the tents, the two tents were changed. And I just think that's so unique or interesting that, it, and partly how I know how I've grown in my in my conviction, in my walk, in my faith, just the power of community mm-hmm. and being able to go from I, I, I to we and us and having these conversations like mm-hmm. earlier today, we're having these conversations and it's like, let's push play and, and talk about this. Yeah. Right. And there's just, we were made for 
community. We were made for collaboration. Mm-hmm. We were made to, for a unity to come together. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that was so interesting how that changed. Yeah, I'm counting right now. He says I four times, I believe, between verses 12 and 14. And then he says between 15 and 16. In two verses, he says, us, we, us, us. Mm. Yeah, the the power of community. Yeah, it's so great. So great. And even, and he, you know, he's, this is, the illustration here is running a race, right? And, mm. you know, Paul has talked about fighting and actually like yep. the, the word used is more like boxing, right? Like competitive boxing. So, and also, um, you know, he talks about wrestling in his letters. So I, it, it would appear that Paul is a sports fan, right? Right. So, but even he could find in something as simple as running and running races, and even back then they had the, these Olympic games and the uh, what was it the Isthmus Games or whatever mm, it is. Yeah. And if I'm saying that correctly, but he knows even when it comes to running, that there's power in in, in more than one coming together. Yes, such power. It's actually the only reason why I would run. <laughs> the most awful thing to do yeah <laughs> solo at least yeah right yeah but if if you can come together and you're there's a unified purpose there's a there's that high upward calling of, of why we're doing this there's right. uh, there's just something special about that right so you would never do like an ultra marathon i would never do an ultra marathon man <laughs> ultra marathons are like 500 something 540 miles. i think it's 43 or 44 miles okay crazy 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 yeah, the idea of a marathon. I, I grew up in New Jersey, you know, um, in my teens. That's when, you know, Puff Daddy and Biggie, all, all of them, they were, they were big. And I remember. And you don't you don't know about wigwams, but you know about. <laughs> Biggie Smalls, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I take a little pride in that, too. <laughs> um, and I, uh, I remember there's this big thing because Puff Daddy, hey, I don't know if he had changed his name to Diddy yet, but he was going to run the New York City Marathon. And there was so much promotion for it. it oh, yeah, because it was Diddy Runs the City, right? It was everywhere. It was on billboards. It was this. And I remember he did it, and I just remember seeing an interview or something probably on, like, Hot 97 afterwards, and he was like, it was the worst mistake of my life. He said, my feet will never be the same. <laughs> but did he finish? Yeah. Bro, he finished. That yeah. Was, dude, that was like climbing that 23,000 elevation thing i did yeah what was that even called uh 29 oh 29 yeah everesting worst thing i ever did yeah but you did it but i did it yeah yeah absolutely i mean it dude my i had no feeling in my right toe for like nine months it was like six months before i got feeling back in my fingers (laughs) (laughs) but you did it Uh, yeah yeah because we had some we had some collaboration we had some brothers that we were doing it with so mm-hmm. yeah dude the ultra marathon thing um cliff young yeah cliff for those of you that uh, don't know who cliff young is google this guy he's an ultra marathoner well let, let, let's be real that, he, yeah he was a potato farmer <laughs> <laughs> he was from south dakota basically right yeah he grew up in a wigwam i think yeah <laughs> I know that's why I keep using it. Um, the guy had no teeth. Yeah. He showed up to this ultra marathon in uh, galoshes. Mm. And 
everybody laughed and everybody just thought that he was like going to be a spectator of this thing mm-hmm. and I, man that just even makes me just feel like how many of us as as believers are spectators at this walking this this life out as as a sold out jesus freak not the dude standing on the street corner with the bullhorn but like i'm running this race yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be excellent i'm gonna choose choose to be excellent in my marriage i'm gonna i'm gonna literally lay down my life for my bride right mm-hmm. for my my husband if you're a woman listen to this i'm gonna i'm gonna lead my family with an intention i'm gonna lead my business with an intention i'm gonna i'm gonna go all out on this thing yeah. like that's that's what it means to run this race right as paul is describing and this dude yeah cliff young yeah this is in australia yeah 1980 something yeah i think 1983 and uh we we just heard this and it kind of blew our minds right so i'm not even going to pretend i don't know what you're talking about right Right, now right because 1983 this toothless (laughs) farmer in australia he heard about this ultra marathon that was going to go from sydney to melbourne and he decided to enter and he showed up, like you said, with galoshes and overalls. overalls. Yep. And you no, know, this guy, he he had 2,000 acres and over 2,000 sheep. And sometimes it would take him days to herd his sheep if there was a storm coming. So the guy had endurance. And for yeah. whatever reason, I, I would love, I'm sure we could look into it. I would love to know what motivated him to actually do this. Other than then, maybe it was just to test himself. Hey, can I do this? Right. So he shows up. They fire the gun, and you know when he registered, they had like the 150 top athletes in the world to do this, and this guy shows up. Everybody's making fun of him, but they give him a number, and when they fire the gun, he starts shuffling along, shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. What they call it? I wrote it down. Of the leisurely shuffle, <laughs> the, the cliff young shuffle. shuffle, right? <laughs> and he shuffles, 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 right? And lo and behold, this dude winds up winning the thing. <laughs> Which is just unbelievable. Yeah. And, and I, I love what, what we heard about this. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Okay. I'm like, yeah. Jump in. Yeah. Um, what it just, it's so fascinating. First off, this was five days and 15 hours. That's how long it took him, which to run 540 miles, insane. Right. Right. But the crazy thing is, is all these other trained professionals that they had been training for this, they were told a certain way on how to run this race. Yeah. And it just, and, and it was to run for 18 hours, you sleep for six. You run for 18 hours, you sleep for six. You mm-hmm. run for 18 and you sleep. And that was, that ultimately over the five, six days was supposed to get you to the 540 miles, a 44 mile, 43 miles is what it was. Um, and they were doing what they were told, right? Those people, they were, they, somebody just came up with this idea, right? Which I think that happens a lot in society and culture. It's like, ah, oh, this is the way. Like, yeah. Uh, the keto diet's the way to go. Ah, this, uh, this right. uh, low carb diet, whatever, whatever. There, there's just like we're given all these things, versus just running our race. Right. And Cliff, good old Cliff, just shows up and does this leisure, leisurely shuffle, straight for five days. <laughs> didn't stop to rest. He didn't sleep. Right. And it was so fascinating what we were listening to. It, he just, the guy just like, kind of jokingly said this. He's like. He just didn't know that he was supposed to stop. Right. And he just did it. Yeah. He didn't sleep. He didn't yeah. stop moving for five yeah. days and 15 hours. And the, the second place person was like 15 hours behind. Yeah. Something it was cool. like nine or 10 hours behind. Crazy. Maybe yeah. I exaggerated. Okay. Nine or 10 hours yeah. behind. 
regardless. It wasn't even close. Right. Not even close. It, right. It was because he was just steady Eddie. Yeah. Cliff Young. Cliff Young. I wonder if he's still alive. My hero. He'd be... Yeah, he'd, he's beating 101 right now. If he could run 500 miles in galoshes, then he might still be alive today. That's very true. Is there anybody? If so anybody how old was it? how old was he, he was when 61. He oh my goodness. Yeah, that's nuts, right? Yeah. He had no teeth. He had no wind resistance. If there he smiled, like a, there had been like a money. <laughs> there had to have been like a cash prize or something. There was a cash prize. I because that, that why he did it. I looked. Was he broke and like I need some dough? Well, I'm sure he didn't have a ton of money, okay. but he got $10,000 to win that race, oh, yeah, and he yeah. gave away 7000 of oh, it yeah. to other competitors. That's so dope. Yeah. That's so cool. And he said that 10000 will buy you a whole lot of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cliff Young, he's a hero in my book. Yeah, yeah. But back to running the race, and yeah. we'll, we'll land this plane here, like... He just got in the game, and he just started running. Yep. And he didn't, be, partly because he he didn't train for it, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe that's where you're at in life right now. And it's like, I haven't been training for this, or I, I don't know. I don't know how to act like a Christian, maybe. I don't even know what this thing is even supposed to be. Like, great, get in the game. Yeah. Right? Or maybe you're... you're You've been sitting on the sideline watching a lot of things take place, and you know all the right things that you're supposed to do, but the, the dissatisfaction hasn't been there yet. Mm. Right? I'm, I would highly recommend you get around some other like-minded people that, that have a healthy dissatisfaction because that little flame in them will mm. it'll let a spark in you. Yeah. Right? Just being in the presence of people that have that hunger and thirst and desire for more will ignite something inside of you. Right, so just get in the freaking game, yeah, and and start to run this race, but do it the way Paul showed, like mm-hmm. focusing on the mark. Mm-hmm. Don't get overwhelmed with this thing. Just get in the game and start running your race, right? Because yeah. Cliff didn't, he wasn't trying to follow what the experts had told them. He just right. started to do the Cliff shuffle, right? <laughs> yeah, and know that you're more capable of what you think you're capable of. Absolutely. My my guess is Cliff Young was probably, if we took an IQ test, was probably leaning more on the side of stupid. All right. <laughs> I'm just going to assume that based on what he, I've read. Uh, he couldn't spell IQ. <laughs> <laughs> right. But sometimes that helps. Sure, right. Absolutely. Because he didn't look as like, oh, my goodness, it doesn't make sense. You know, I, you know, I, I could look at that and be like, oh, well, you know, I'm doing 50 flights on the stair climber three times a week right. i don't know how that's going to equate to 500 miles right. and i would talk myself out of it but if you just sometimes it's better to um uh, i don't want to say it's better to be stupid but um don't don't get caught up in your own thoughts yeah. we are we are god's masterpieces and if if you're saved you're full of the holy spirit you're capable of things not just beyond uh the impossible in the physical but in the spiritual sense as well yeah we are way beyond capable of anything uh, we could possibly do because we have a god uh that is is able to do uh, <laughs> abundant, more yeah yeah yes. more than we could possibly think yeah. right yeah so absolutely and that's that alone i mean maybe that's partly just what paul got like he just knew he just knew like and had that conviction of of running this race so that all being said we mentioned when we started this thing out that hey we do wednesday morning bible studies mm-hmm. uh if you again if you need information on that hit us in the dms uh, uh but go to joinkingscouncil.com 
you can get on the email list so you'll stay up to speed on, on everything. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of our communication. Uh, we have a private Facebook group, um, King's Council community for, for that. Uh, we'll put all this stuff in the, in the link. But, um, again, if you just need community, I wanna, we want to meet you. Yeah. Right? We want to absolutely meet you. We have some incredible things, some amazing teachings and things coming out here. Uh, as By the time this airs, we're, we're shooting this about five, six days before this thing's going to air. Um, but Christian and I have a, a, a healthy plan here to go through a lot of amazing little topics and teachings mm-hmm. that we're going to continue to roll out here on the King's Council podcast. So yep. stay tuned, guys. Um, and yeah, we just we really, really want to meet you guys and, and uh, mm-hmm. just be a part of your lives as we, we run this race here as kingdom entrepreneurs, whether you own a business or not. I really believe you're an entrepreneur if you're willing to undertake that task at hand and you're willing mm-hmm. to get into this game and run this thing called life. Yeah. Any closing thoughts, man? That's it, man. We just want you to be a part of our we, our us. Uh, yeah. You know, that's, good. that's what we want. We want to build this community. And um, that's it. We, we want to serve God, serve others. And um, King's Council, where we're teaching people how to create wealth to, to funnel back into the kingdom yeah. to ultimately advance the kingdom. And it's it's amazing. Yes, it is amazing when you come together with an intention of like mindset of people. Um, yeah, and when God puts His His super on our natural, there's just some incredible things that take place. So yeah. That being said, we will see you guys on next week's episode. Hey guys, if you're digging our content and want more, then join our community at joinkingscouncil.com or simply text the word King to seven two seven. Four seven two three eight six zero. Go 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 go